longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Sexuality is one of the ways that we become enlightened, actually, because it leads to self-knowledge, which is said by Alice Walker. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself for a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and today the theme for our show is the gift of sexuality. And Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. We are excited to announce that Be The Star You Are has been honored as a top nonprofit for the seventh consecutive year. So congratulations to all the supporters and volunteers because you guys are responsible for making BTSYA first class. And today our radio segment is The Gift of Sexuality and I'll be reading the chapter on sexuality from our award-winning book, Be The Star You Are for Teens. This chapter, who was it was written by our producer, Cynthia Bryan, and her daughter, Heather Brittany, who is a reproductive health care specialist. So what is sexuality? Most people immediately assume that we are talking about engaging in a sexual act. However, sexuality is not just about sex. From birth until death, every person is a sexual being. Sexuality defines our gender and can be a complex aspect of our personality. It is how we feel about ourselves. Sexuality is not so much about what you do, but who you are, the way we walk, talk, dress, and move, as well, we, as well as how we act, among other people, are all aspects of our sexual entity. Sexuality impro- influences everything we experience in the world. Biologically, sexuality concerns itself with sexual contact in all its forms, sexual intercourse, and procreation. Philos- Philosophically, it deals with moral, ethical, and religious issues. Throughout history, current cultures portrayed sexuality according to the social dimensions of the time period. Developing a healthy respect for ourselves as sexual individuals is crucial for maturity. Yet, when it comes to talking about sex and sexuality, most teens don't know where to turn. A major component of our radio segment, T42A, Mother Daughter Brew focuses on better communication between adults and teens. We want to share a view on teen sex and sexuality to help make you wise to help you make wise choices. So from Heather, from the time we were really young, my mom read books to my brother and I that dealt with sexuality in age appropriate language. All kids are curious. They want to know where babies come from and why mommy and daddy's bodies look differently. When parents are willing to talk openly with their children about sexual issues, it lessens the anxiety, answers nagging question and questions and forms a foundation of trust. Unfortunately, not all adults are willing to talk about sex, especially during the teen years when open conversation is most crucial. Cynthia, although I had terrific parents, sex and sexuality were not among the topics of our discussions. 
I should have understood about reproduction from watching all our barnyard animals mating. However, it never crossed my mind that humans engage in sexual contact to make babies. When my eldest cousin Ronnie was getting ready to go out on his first date, my Aunt Linda told my Uncle Bob to have the talk. Nervous to discuss sex with a 16-year-old, my uncle took my cousin aside and advised, just remember to keep your hands in your pockets. Over the years, we enjoyed a hearty laugh about Ronnie spending the entire evening with his hands in his pockets, but that is missing the point. The reality is that adults have a responsibility to prepare their children with the information they need to make good decisions. Many parents are as fearful as their teenagers when it comes to speaking about sexuality. Heather I would venture to say that the majority of teenagers are uncomfortable talking with their parents about their sexuality. In some households, discussing anything sexual is considered taboo, sometimes because of religious beliefs. Unfortunately, if a teen can't speak to a trusted adult, he or she will get their information from a friend who may actually provide misleading or incorrect advice. My recommendation for teens is that if you feel you can't talk to your parents or you do not have parents in your household, confide in an adult you can trust. Go to your school nurse, an older sibling, aunt, uncle, or even a coach. Cynthia, when teens come to my office to talk to me, my goal is always to help them understand that sexuality is a natural and healthy part of living. I answer their questions honestly and encourage them to include their parents in their concerns and questions. I've, often I've had an adolescent confide to me, but my parents would kill me if they thought I was... <clears throat> if they thought I was having sex. Of course, if open communication existed in family... From early childhood, this anxiety could be avoided. It's crucial that teens become educated on the issues so that they will make wise and appropriate choices. I vividly remember attending a statewide sex education forum when I was a freshman in high school where students wrote their questions about sex anonymously on a piece of paper to be answered by a panel of professionals. Questions ranged from, can I get pregnant from kissing a boy? Or does sex hurt? Or how do I know when I'm ready to be sexually involved? Other queries revolved around the development and changes happening to our bodies. Both boys and girls participated, and because the questions were anonymous, no one had to be, no one had to risk sounding stupid. All of us left better informed, armed with information that could protect us and save us from life-altering mistakes, even if we were afraid to talk with our moms or dads. Heather, there are no stupid questions when it comes to your health and your sexuality. Get the facts. If your parents are unapproachable, there are community health clinics you can visit that are bound by confidentiality laws. You want to feel comfortable in your body and live by your own moral values. Some teens choose to be sexually active. Others choose abstinence or wait until adulthood when they are engaged in committed relationships or marriage. Whatever you decide, you must be safe. Cynthia. We recently interviewed a young author who wrote about her sexual exploits during her teenage years. She had felt abandoned and invisible as a child, so at puberty she decided to use her physical attributes to gain popularity. She engaged in numerous hookups, only to be considered a slut and not a girlfriend material. Her self-esteem plummeted even more with each new sexual encounter. Being a sexual person is not about being pressured into having sex, even if everyone in your group says they're doing it. Especially, uh, probably a great many are, are exaggerating or just boasting. There is no right age to have sex. Never feel pressured and don't pressure a partner. Increase your self-confidence by recognizing that you have always been and always will be a sexual being even when you are a virgin. Heather. The most important person to love is yourself. Your body and your emotions are changing and evolving rapidly throughout these teen years. Respect and honor yourself. Your sexuality is a natural and healthy part of who you are and how you live. Celebrate it. 
Although neither of us is condoning or promoting sexual intimacy, we do not want to make it clear that there is never a safe time to have unprotected sex. Avoid pregnancy and transmitted diseases by knowing the truth and obtaining the tools necessary to protect yourself before you become sexually involved. There is help available at school through organizations, community health clinics, your pediatrician, and other medical facilities. If at all possible, speak to your parents and tell them what you are feeling and experiencing. They were teenagers once. Make healthy decisions, develop meaningful relationships to learn and learn to communicate your needs. Embrace your sexuality by, bring, by being consistent with your personal and moral values. So we do have an exercise for you guys real fast. It's called the birds and the bees. Do you know, do you know everything you need to know? about sex and sexual behaviors. Have your parents or guardians had the sex talk with you? Make a list of your questions and ask a trusted adult to spend some time chatting with you. Don't be embarrassed. Although every person is a sexual being, no one was born with innate sexual knowledge. Your sexuality affects your body, mind, spirit, and emotions. So treat yourself with respect and make wise decisions. So we do have a quote from Sadia and Heather that they had together. It was, to be a human being is to be a sexual being. And Definitely take all this knowledge into consideration, guys. It's very important that everybody, especially teens, know what's going on with our bodies and how we can react to it and how we can uh, take care of it. And I just really hope that this segment was really informing for anybody who had some questions. So I'm really happy that we really got to discuss this and help you guys um, figure some stuff out. So if you guys want more stories and encouraging chapters like these, check out our award-winning book, be the star you are for teens, simple gifts for living, loving, laughing, learning, and leading. And during the break, everyone, be sure to check out our brand new radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. Also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation with an inspirational guest on the topic of sexuality. I'm Asia Gonzalez. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The positive message outreach program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. In this segment, we'll be continuing on our theme of sexuality. We have a special guest author, Heather Leto. Heather Leto was born in the hills of Ohio and raised in the burbs of Chicago, where she still lives most of the time. She is the proud mom of two grown sons and in her free time loves to gypsy her way around this great country with partner in crime and super hubby, Ben. The Ascension (laughs) series is about her debut in the world of the YA dystopia. So what for today, we have our theme, it's sexuality, and I really wanted to discuss with you how your books uh, have a connection to our theme today. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, that's a good question because, um, as you know, in a lot of YA books, there's there's an element of romance um, in mm-hmm. the books, and and this is no different. There is um, an element of romance, but when I say that, um, it's it's a small element, and um, I really tried to keep the the romance from budding too quickly, um, mm-hmm. and I played it out as a longer friendship before an attraction even began. Um, And in that way, I think that's my statement to uh, teens today as a really good way of starting a relationship with someone. Um, Slow and easy. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how it should be, and it makes it more interesting, and you get to know the person better. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, and teens are... it's, It's really hard nowadays. You know, we have such a... Um, sexually soaked society right now. Mm-hmm. You know, everywhere you look, you look on your magazines, you look on your movies and your music, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's just a really hard. Uh, it's really hard to get the best advice or the best example on what it should be or mm-hmm. what a relationship should be. And I think with what you did, you know, keeping it slow and steady is the perfect way to introduce that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. The media um, doesn't quite portray it like that, and mm-hmm. I don't think that um it's a healthy way to find your your you know uh teaching on that that subject and unfortunately that's usually where we go to to find out stuff right is Mm -hmm. from the media so yeah because we feel like it's all knowing but sometimes it really isn't yeah exactly exactly so um as far as the 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 book itself isn't necessarily um, based around just the relationship, of course. It's mm-hmm. an entire yeah. um, dystopian world that's set up. And there's really, um, the main character is on a quest to find freedom. Um, and the romance that, uh, that does come about comes about as she's going through this quest to find her freedom oh. from, from the place she's in. Yeah. So can you give us a little bit of a lowdown on what your main character is going through in the book or give us just a lowdown of the book in general? Yeah, well, the main character um, is Fran, and she's a um, Mm 15-year-old who lives in a really um, bougie bunker, you might call it. Um, It was put together um, underneath the ground, obviously, um, when there was a threat for the War of Annihilation. Um, And only the richest of the rich were able to get a room in this bunker, and it's kind of set up to be like, 
like everything you'd ever want. You know, there's, there's, um, it's like, imagine like a mega mall kind of thing. <laughs> and, um, so there's everything, you know, a, a kid could want. There's gaming boards, there's, you know, rock bands playing on stages. Cool. And, yeah. There's, you know, pizza at your fingertips or whatever, you know? Um, and it's really a cool place to live, but everyone's dying younger and younger and younger each generation. Mm-hmm. And now at 15, she's actually considered a midlifer. Wow. Yeah. So um, the, the, the guys that are in charge of this place have become a little bit um, um, opportunistic and are trying to take advantage of the people. And they're kind of, I guess you could call the people are like puppets at this point. Um, mm, okay. And Fran, Fran's a rebel. She doesn't want any part of this because they are holding on to the threat of hope that the epic will come, which is when the world is safe and they can finally go outside again. Um, so she lives off the grid. She, she scurries through the air vents and um, snatches food when she can. And um, as she's going about her business with her other rebel, rebel friends, she actually stumbles upon something that kind of points her in the direction of the freedom that she's been looking for. Cool. So That sounds like a really interesting book. Yeah, it's re- it's received some pretty good reviews, um, and um, having fun with it. Yeah, and I think that's the trend that notice uh, lately is the dystopian world, and we're writing more and more about that, which is really cool because those kind of books are so interesting to see. Like, what if the future turns out like this, or just interesting things that could possibly happen? So, have you noticed the trend that has been going on with our with the novels that have come out? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, it's funny because I'll talk to people and, and I'll question, why do you think that is? Why are we so, you know, interested in a world that's so horrible, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I don't know, maybe it's because we've made it to the top of the pyramid and that's all that's left. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, for whatever reason, it definitely is a trend right now. Um, yeah, because we've got, we've got the Hunger Games, we've mm-hmm. got... Uh, Divergent. Divergent. Yeah. Right, right, and uh, a slew of, the, of others that I'm sure will be movies one day as well, so, yeah. I, I definitely agree, and those are really good books, and they make really good movies, too. Yeah. Were you, do you think that your books will be made into a movie? You know, that would be really cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that would be. <laughs> I can definitely see it, and, you know, when I was, you know, writing the book, of course, I always had a soundtrack going through my head of, you know, of, oh, this scene with this soundtrack kind of thing, you yeah. know. I mean, I can picture it as the author, obviously, but um, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. And Do you um, have an idea of what your character would look like in the movies? Yeah, you know, um, did you see The Hunger Games? Yes. Okay, so the girl that played Primrose, um, her mm-hmm. name's Willow Shields, and um, I was She's watching awesome. her. Yeah, she is, and I was watching her on Dancing with the Stars once, and I thought, okay, that's her, that would be Fran. Mm-hmm. She did really good. She, she did really did. good. She did. I really liked her. She's a, she's a sweetie. Where did you get your inspiration for characters from? Um, I, I think Fran is really a lot like I was when I was her age. Um, mm-hmm. I was a bit of a rebel myself. And, <laughs> um, and I kind of, although, you know, I didn't live off the grid, you know, I lived in the burbs. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I, you know, I, t- I tended to stay away from, you know, the real, the main vein of things, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, in my true rebellious nature. And, yeah, I pulled a lot of who she is from who I was at that age. Um, definitely. That's really cool. And I think 
I think that's where a lot of authors get their inspiration from. But it's cool to hear their stories about where they got their characters from, such as friends from their lives or mm-hmm. or family members. And it's really interesting to hear where they get their inspiration from. Mm-hmm. But did you always want to be an author, or did you have any other career goals that you wanted to to get? Um, <laughs> I, I you know I've done a slew of things, and I had I've had a ton of dreams. Um, and when I was a kid, um, my dreams ranged everywhere from. Um, being in the Olympics as a gymnast to, oh, wow. um, and I'm not saying these were, you know, attainable dreams. These were just dreams um, <laughs> to, um, being a, a, a singer songwriter or oh. even a, an airline, um, stewardess, um, what are they called? Flight attendants now. Yeah. Stewardesses back then. Um, I mean, just, I, I was kind of all over the map with, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, and the funny thing is, is author really wasn't on there. So go figure, right? <laughs> that's so interesting how you know the things that we didn't even think about we could turn into those those things when you get older and you know you oh yeah know. yeah definitely definitely you never know which way the path is going to take you but you know it's exactly. interesting it's interesting because I've really been able to play out a lot of different roles in my life and I've really had a good time doing it so you know and it's interesting yeah it's interesting when you're an author you could pretty much you know if you envision something uh that you wanted to be when you were older or in some other lifetime, you could really write about that if you wanted mm-hmm. to and kind of make that dream come true, which is really awesome. Exactly. Yeah. I've played around with some of those particular things. Um, like I said, I wanted to be, a, you know, a, a gymnast. Of course I wanted to be the best of everything. I wanted to be an Olympic <laughs> gymnast, you know, and um, I also had uh, visions of being an ice skater. So of course I wanted to be, you know, the best at that too. And I've actually mm-hmm. started playing around with this, some story ideas on both of those. So yeah, oh, you're cool. right. It's, it's fun to do that. So Definitely. your series is a trilogy. Did you figure out the entire story before you wrote all three books? Um, actually, yeah, I did. I had the entire book written, um, the entire story written, I should say, with all of the characters. And then what I did was pulled it apart. And then I focused on kind of on one particular character each through each book. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Fran is the main character. So she takes a big, you know, center stage on yeah. all three books. But, um, but, you know, her sidekick changes. And why did, what gave you uh, the inspiration to write for young adults? You know, there's different audiences such as, you know, younger children or, you know, mm-hmm. adult novels. Where, where did you get the inspiration to write for teens? Well, um, I guess there's probably a lot of reasons. Um, one of the, one of the biggest reasons is probably just because when I was raising my own kids, I just loved it in their teen years, you know, and I really mm-hmm. just kind of enjoyed hanging out with their friends and them and, you know, sometimes it was okay. Sometimes it wasn't. <laughs> but um, but uh, my son, my younger son is also an avid reader. And so he, he was reading, you know, young adult books. And I started mm-hmm. kind of picking up some of his books and reading them. And I kind of loved them. So I thought, well, these would be fun to write, you know. Yeah. So. Did you, have you ever written any books, you know, for different audiences, like younger or older audiences? Um, actually, the very first book that I wrote when I started going into my authoring was, um, it's a... It's a biography um, for my father-in-law. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, it, well, it's more of a memoir, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, and it's, we had fun with that. He would always sit around and tell stories of his, you know, Italian lifestyle growing up in Chicago. Oh, and, cool. And, yeah, and he was just, he's so much fun that I thought, I got to put this down on paper. So <clears throat> we started working on that together and, and ended up with a book on that. And that's kind of what gave me the... Mm-hmm the inspiration to say, okay, let's just keep going with this writing thing. So, 
And I had read your bio, and you are a Christian author as well. How exactly did you weave your beliefs into the stories that you write without making faith or religious obvious? Mm-hmm. Well, um, the the whole entire trilogy of the Ascension series is based on the allegory of the Christian faith. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I did it, the whole thing, allegorically. So there's, there's many uh, folks who don't have a Christian faith background who can read the book and enjoy the book just for the book itself. But those who are Christians um, get that little something extra because they understand, most of yeah. the times, can connect the dots, that, um, to how this is an allegory to the story of Christ and uh, need for redemption and a Savior mm-hmm. coming for us. And <laughs> this is the funniest reference ever, but, you know, I kind of thought about that with Star Wars. You know, because we have the dark side and, and the, oh, yeah. the light side. We kind of, we, yeah. our family and I were like making different connections with, you know, um, Christianity and the Star Wars trilogies. And right. it, was, it was really funny. We're like, oh, hey, you know, that could, that could connect that way. And um, also with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, you know, especially with the author, right. he was Christian too. Right, right, definitely. It's interesting, you know, some people won't notice it, but some people do, mm-hmm. and that's also a nice way of, you know, putting your voice out there, is through writing stories. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and you know, I mean, Jesus spoke to us in, in, in parables, and, you mm-hmm. know, allegorically, so mm-hmm. um, it's a really good way, I think, that people connect with an idea without having to feel threatened by it, you know? Yeah, exactly, and that's that's also really hard, too, because you have people who can easily get offended, or or anything like that. It's really hard to put your beliefs, you know, out there without being criticized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Were you, were you hesitant about doing that or were, did, were you just all in about writing that way? Oh no, I was all in. That way? Yeah. Oh, that awesome. was, that was the entire purpose of my, of my, of writing awesome. this. So yeah, I was all in. <laughs> <laughs> have you had anybody, uh, have, uh, any opposing views towards the way you write? Have you had any people who don't like it? Um, actually, Believe it or not, no. And I was, I, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's not over yet, but um, I had prepared myself for that, actually, and, you know, said to myself, well, you know, people could come against this and mm-hmm. you know, have, have a problem with it, and, you know, I need to be ready to defend my faith. And crazy enough, it hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness for that. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, one of the... Um, uh, I met up with a book group recently, and they had done the, the entire trilogy for their book, th- their read for the month, and um, they had me come as uh, a guest. And I would say half of the book group wasn't Christian. No, more than half. Probably three quarters weren't Christian, mm-hmm. and only a quarter was. And the ones that weren't Christian weren't offended at all by it. As a matter of fact, they were kind of intrigued to hear more about. Oh, wow you know, how it lines up. So I was really pleased to see that. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Heather. Unfortunately, we're out of time for this segment, but we will speak again with Heather when we come back. If you guys want to visit her website and check out more of her information on the books and see if you can even purchase her book, go to www.heatherletto.com and you guys can figure out some more information on that and see if you can purchase her book and support our show in these amazing segments by giving a donation to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. And for more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is bethestarur.org. And also remember to visit our new radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And when we come back from break, we'll be back with Heather, so don't go anywhere. 
We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at be the star you are radio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is the gift of sexuality. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and we are back again with Heather Leto. And she has the Ascension series, which is a trilogy in a dystopian world. So thank you again for being with us on this segment, Heather. Thanks for having me. This is fun. So we were talking about um, your trilogy and um, how you incorporated... uh, the feeling of romance into your book but it wasn't so prominent and also the theme of you know religion and um faith in the series as well mm-hmm. without having it be too obvious right right and we were also I- talking about you know how people could be opposing to your views mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely i mean there, you know everybody you know in the country we live in you're allowed to have your own view on mm-hmm. everything you're so lucky for that. And <laughs> we are lucky for that. And you're also encouraged to, you know, express that view, too. So um, as I was saying, I'm, I'm very surprised that I haven't had negative views um, from mm-hmm. those who, who've, you know, have a different faith background than I do. Um, and I'm, I'm really, you know, also blessed that I've been able to just, you know, bridge gaps and, and start new relationships with people who, who aren't of the faith. And um, Hopefully, I'm I'm walking in a way that you know is encouraging them to maybe uh, be curious about the faith that you know we mm-hmm. have. So, well, you know, it plants the seed in the person's mind. You know, mm-hmm. if they happen to connect the two together, you know, it'll get them more interested, and and you can talk to people more about your faith that way, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So, what inspired you to write 
the first uh, to first write the Ascension series? Where did where did that idea come from? <laughs> well, actually, um, my husband and I like to bat around what if scenarios, <laughs> and we kind of just do it for fun, like in long car rides and that sort of thing, you know, and um, just come up with spectacular, you know, settings or you know what if this happened or that happened, and so this kind of sprang from a what if session that he and I were having. Uh, one time, and it started with, what if people started dying younger and younger, and Mm -hmm. the reason they were dying younger was because of something they were doing to actually try to not get older, Um, just kind of the conundrum that they would throw themselves Mm -hmm. into, and then it just, it just, you know, snowballed as stories do, Um, you know, I say when, when I write, the stories kind of write themselves, Um, I think, Uh uh, you know, the spirit plants a seed inside of me of an idea, and then I just sit down and start going with it. And oftentimes it'll take me in directions. I didn't even have an idea that we were going to go. So um, it's, it's a springboard and then it's just a, a fun ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do you deal with writer's block? Um, I, I'll walk away from a project if I'm really having a hard time with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably the way I deal with it too. Cause sometimes, you know, when I'm writing essays, I'm like, okay, I can't do this right now. I'm just going to go and do something yeah. else. See if something yeah. else comes to me. Right. And that's, you know what, and that's the healthy way to do it because I find that, you know, if you try to pound it out of your brain, Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it just makes more of a block. So just to kind of find a place to chill out and do something else, you know, then you'll, yeah. A eureka moment, right. When you're, you know, cooking a steak or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the same thing. You know, um, I do paintings on canvas and sometimes when I'm painting, I just, I keep looking at something and I look at the painting and I keep thinking something's missing. Or maybe I messed up. And, mm-hmm. you know, my mom pointed out to me, she's like, why don't you just walk away from it and go back to it in a couple hours and see what you think of it then? Mm-hmm. And it actually works. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll walk away and I'll come back. I'll be like, okay, so that wasn't messed up. I was just freaking myself out. Yeah. <laughs> and I really, I really feel that, you know, all of the arts, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm saying the arts, but probably everything in our life um, mm-hmm. is spirit driven, you know, and, yeah. um, and just being open to the spirit really is the best way to, you know, mm-hmm. incorporate your art. And, um, you know, getting frustrated does put up the wall, you know. So. It does. It doesn't help. But, you know, if, you, if you're calm about it, then you'll be okay. But, you know, along with the writer's block, you know, some people have told me that they start to work on something else. You know, putting that idea aside and working mm-hmm. on something else that they have. Do you have any other projects that you're working on? Yeah, I do. I actually have a couple different, <clears throat> excuse me, works in progress um, right mm-hmm. now. Um, and I, I bounce around them a little bit. And besides that, I do, you know, write articles, um, you know, a little short mm-hmm. devotionals, that sort of thing. So um, I can definitely move on to a different writing project if I'm feeling too, too overwhelmed. And, you know, if nothing else, there's always Facebook, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Pinterest and, yeah. and all that other stuff that you can procrastinate with. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, <clears throat> definitely. And it's really funny because we can we use, I definitely use Pinterest for every single uh, inspiration that I can get for art. You know, I've, I feel like oh. I'm addicted sometimes. So, yeah. you know, my mom will catch me or my brother will catch me or my friends will catch me on uh, Pinterest. They'll be like, how long have you been on there? Uh. <laughs> forever yeah it's like you get pulled into a rabbit hole right exactly exactly so <laughs> do any of your other projects that you're working on involve a dystopian uh atmosphere um well the biggest project that I'm working on right now um 
I'm not sure whether to call it dystopian or just more speculative fiction. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's in a different world than we know today, um, and um, but it's not necessarily a government that's oppressing a people type of thing. Oh, okay. So um, I'm going to call it spec speculative fiction. I don't know. Oh, okay. We'll see. You never know. Maybe it'll be, you know that's where the spirit will take me is down another dystopian ride. We'll see. You never know. <laughs> Have you tried writing for any other genres like uh, romance or mystery or sci-fi or anything like that? Um, I have not. And it's funny that you say that about romance and that we were talking about that earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the great things about um, the the romantic side and, and taking it slow and not having a lot happen, I mean, I feel good that I'm representing um, a, a right way of being to teens. Mm-hmm. But in the other sense, I'm kind of just uncomfortable writing a really romantic scene. <laughs> so, so I tend to shy away from it anyways um so definitely I don't see myself writing a romance novel ever mm-hmm. but you know who knows who knows where, where the, my life will take me um um you know mystery maybe sometime you know I could see some maybe someday a mystery um but yeah I guess we'll just I'll just have to see where the spirit spirit leads me Definitely. Yeah, that's that's always good. So tell us about your writing process. You know, how do you go about forming your stories and and getting those stories written out? Mm-hmm. Well, um, <clears throat> I've actually learned um, recently that there are two types of writers. Um, they're called um, outliners or pantsers, P-A-N-T-S-E-R-S, pantsers, um, because you either write by the seat of your pants or you're, you outline everything from beginning to end and then go from there. And I have to admit, I'm a pantser all the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I usually, you know, get the seed of an idea and then I just kind of grow the idea as the story's growing. And sometimes I really don't even know how the story's going to end. Um, <laughs> so that's super by the seat of my pants. I mean, most of the time I have an idea of where I'm going with it, you know, uh, to the end. Yeah. But um, there have been occasions where I've surprised myself with an ending and said, wow. I didn't know that was going to happen. So. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. That's the um, fun about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it really is an art. It's not a, um, it's not a structured, um, mm-hmm. patterned way of doing something. For me, it's more of just a, flow, a free-flowing kind of um, yeah, exercise. Yeah, let your ideas go. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've tried outlining, and I've learned that it doesn't work for me. I'll, I'll end up straying from what I really meant to write. Uh, so yeah. I... <laughs> I have figured out that I should just, I just go with it, see where it yeah. takes. Yeah, you sound very artistic. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. are, are you planning on heading in that direction for your future as well? Um, I want to be a fashion designer. Oh, cool. Yeah. When I'm out of college. So I've kind of created a giant portfolio of as many designs as I possibly can. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to recreate them into a physical piece. Wow, how fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. And I was thinking um, possibly growing my talents for painting to see if I could maybe sell some paintings on canvas just to see how that wow. goes, too. Very yeah. cool. I wish you the best with that. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. I wish yeah. you the best on all your future projects that you have going. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's fun. It's really a fun way of living. And you know what? I, I can still, you know, always be um, an, a flight attendant if this mm-hmm. doesn't pan out. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, maybe I'll see you when I take some, some trips or travel. <laughs> that would be really funny. 
So do you have any careers, you know, you are an author and you have that going on right now, but do you have any careers that you think that you would, that you could do right now? Um, gosh, I've done so much already in my life. Um, you know, besides raising my children, um, I actually did work, um, in the administrative field, um, Mm -hmm. for quite a few years. And then I actually worked, um, in the medical transcription field and, um, so that was that was kind of an interesting way to make a living. Um, that was something I did that I could work from home while I was raising my kids as well. So mm-hmm. I did that for a very long time. Um, and I also did kind of dabble um, when the kids were younger, um, writing uh, for the, um, the Daily Herald here in the Chicago suburbs. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and that was, I really enjoyed that, but it's just, it's not a great way to support your family. Yeah, <laughs> as well, far as income goes, so yeah. um, I had to put that aside and do something that was were a your, more structured. What were your articles about? What did you write? Um, they were they were the human interest pieces that you would find, um, oh. kind of like in the the neighborhood section, I guess, mm-hmm. of a newspaper. Yeah, so it was fun. I would go out and you know spend a couple hours interviewing someone and getting to know them, and you know writing up a piece about whatever mm-hmm. particular interest was going on. Cool. Well, you know, we were talking about if you were going to write any other, uh, going to write books for any other genre, such as romance or, or mystery or anything like that, but would you ever write self-help or a uh, nonfiction? Have you ever tried mm-hmm. anything like that? You know, I haven't. And, um, maybe it's because I don't feel like an expert in any particular field. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to steer anybody wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, uh, that would be difficult. Yeah. Yeah, but if I ever find myself to be um, very proficient at something in particular that I feel mm. would help people, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to it. So, yeah. I think that's why we all go to blogging, just so we're not right <laughs> accounted for or uh, held accountable for the things that we tell people. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I've tried that before. You know, I've had people ask me questions. And, you know, I'd be giving them answers, but the whole time I'm running out, I'm like, ah, do I, am I in the right place to be telling somebody what to do? Yeah. Uh, And that's really difficult. And it's interesting to hear what people's opinions are, especially when it comes to the things you write about. So have your kids and their friends read your books? You know, what do they think about them? Have they given you any thought about Um, it? You know, it's funny. I have two boys. And so, um... I shouldn't, I shouldn't categorize all boys, but boys tend, I think, to be not as big of readers. Um, my younger son is more of a reader than my older son, although they, they both have read my, my, my books. Um, but mm-hmm. um, I was saying something. My, my younger son and I were having a conversation, actually, just a couple um, weeks ago, and he's 23 now, so, you know, he's, you know, yeah. in the adult phase. But, um, and I said something that was referring to one of my books, and it was kind of like a little joke I made using something from one of my books, and he didn't get it. And I just looked at him and I said, you never read them, did you? Oh. <laughs> he goes, wait, what? And, yeah, I know. So I, so I explained the joke, and he goes, oh, yeah, I, I just forgot. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe he's messing with me. <laughs> maybe. You should just squeeze it out of him and be like, all right, I'm going to sit you down right in front of me. You're going to read it right now. Yeah. Yeah, or just like put like a twenty question quiz together and you know send oh, you it. You should. <laughs> that will definitely get some answers out of him. <laughs> oh, but um, but no, they're good kids and they both were very good. Excited. Yeah. So yeah, how's how's your husband with your books? Has he read them? He actually um, had them read to him as I was writing them. So I haven't oh. had to sit down and write 
you know, read them as a published. That you know, makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd always bounce chapters off of him and say, hey, what do you think about this? And mm-hmm. he's so patient. He would just sit and listen. And I knew I was, you know, killing him because he'd probably already heard the chapter <laughs> in a different way, a different time. But um, he's a good guy. That's good. So you have a pretty good support system with you. That's really awesome. I do. I'm very blessed. I am. Definitely. That's really great. I'm really happy about that. And I, I am actually really excited to read your book. I really want to, I really want to read your trilogy because those books are really interesting to see what, you know, what people come up with, Mm -hmm. with what could happen in the future. Because you never know. And like you said, you know, we're in our peak right now. So that could be what we're headed for. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We never know. Um, but yeah, I yeah definitely. I get back to me and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your yeah your definitely. And I'm really excited to be talking about your book and and reading the review on our next segment. So uh, thank you so much for this awesome discussion. And um, I'm really looking forward to your book. And I hope everybody else is. So if you guys want to check out her uh, Twitter or uh, anything like that, and check out some information for her book, you can go to twitter.com/hleto2. That's the number two. And on Facebook, you can check her out at facebook.com slash ascensionbook1. And you guys can also check out her website at heatherletto.com for some more information on her as well. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. And don't forget to check out our newly refurbished website, And when we come back, we're going to be continuing this inspiring discussion, and we're going to be talking about Heather's book some more. So stay with us here for more empowerment and entertainment. I'm Asia Gonzalez. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. 
Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at It Voice America Kids. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of sexuality. Cynthia Bryan recently read and reviewed Heather Leto's first book in her YA Dystopian Ascension series, and I thought it was appropriate to read her review, which can be found at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Review of Impervious Book 1, the, Inse- the Ascension series by Heather Leto, and it was reviewed by Cynthia. She gave it five stars, and The Hunger Games, she thought that The Hunger Games meets Divergent under the big top of The Truman Show, and she was not... Um, a big gamer or a big fan of dystopian novels, and the first few chapters of Impervious had her confused. She said the dreadlocked protagonist Fran is crawling through ventilation systems, scavenging for food, living off the grid as an unacceptable, uh, unaccountable rebel, and her mentor Chan was missing, and she had to perfect the art of invisibility to stay out of reach of the holographs or graphies. The remaining residents of Impervious, mostly Generation 4 or midlifers between the age of 15 and 20, are the survivors of the War of Annihilation, ruled by fear and dread of the beast, a deadly disease that obliterated Generation 1, 2, and 3. Uh, a ghastly event called the Procession of the Esteemed Ones allowed a select few residents to live six months as royal superstars, then forfeit their life in a grand parade as the superiors applaud their demise. When I was least expecting, I became hooked. The moment when Fran finds Chan's reader and discovers the diary of First Gen lights a fire of hope that is unstoppable. Could the world heal itself after the apocalypse? Is the city of Impervious real or make-believe? Does beauty and nature still exist somewhere? What really happened to Generation 1, 2, and 3? And can anyone escape the demise? And if so, what's out there? So Heather Leto is a gifted writer who has painted a vivid portrait of how power corrupts and controls a society while extinguishing the expectation of salvation. Fran is a strong and fearless female heroine determined to eliminate the darkness through courage and sacrifice. Weaving together innocence, romance, intrigue, adventure, and suspense into one compelling story, Heather's characters grabbed hold of my imagination and didn't let go. As soon as you turn the last page, you will yearn for the next book in the Ascension series. Heather has converted me to dystopia. Impervious is gripping, frightening, hopeful, and utterly satisfying. And that is by Cynthia Bryan. She is a New York Times bestselling author, TV radio host, and founder and executive director of the literacy charity Be The Star You Are, which is uh, empowering people, young people to read, lead, and succeed. And I thought this was a wonderful review of the book because I'm actually really excited to read it so it gets me really hooked on this kind of story and I really love the trend that's going on with dystopian um, futures and we actually have you know we have the Hunger Games where it talks about uh, just a dystopian government uh, a dystopian world with a government that is very oppressing you know people who are on the lower chain um, you know aren't as privileged as you know, the higher chain people who lived in the capital. And then we had uh, Divergent, where um, the society was based on pretty much classes. And um, everybody had their path that was chosen for them. And I had actually read a... a uh, it was a novel, and your life was pretty much picked out for you by the government, you know, you couldn't really make um, anything for any choice for yourself, really. And it was really interesting to see 
how the main character went from being okay with this uh, because when you turned a certain age, you went into a... It was like a recital where pretty much you were matched with somebody that you were going to marry and spend the rest of your life with. And you never knew, you never really met them. You know, you could have met them, you could have been friends with them, but you also could have been matched with somebody that you have never uh, really met before. And it was interesting to see how the main character um, developed from being okay with the uh, kind of the process of it and then by the end of the book and it's actually a series it's called matched it's by uh it's by ali uh, let me see ali condi and these books are really interesting and they kind of go along with the trend that heather leto has uh created with her series as well and it's interesting to hear how her romance um the feeling of romance in her book isn't really as prominent as the Matched series that I read because in Matched, you, um, you're pretty much given somebody that you are supposed to marry. You, know, you have to be with that person. And it's really interesting because um, you know, they had a certain amount of music that they were allowed to listen to. They had a certain amount of poems that they were allowed to read. And there were only certain books that they were allowed to read. Everything else was destroyed that gave them any kind of hope or different idea of what society should be. So it's really interesting to hear what Heather has written where um, these generations were destroyed and um, there is the last uh, few generations or last few amount of people where they're trying to find hope and they're trying to find somebody who um, is is going to save them from all of this. And it's really interesting to hear how she was speaking earlier in the, in the previous two segments. We were talking about the romance factor and she kept it really slow and um, subtle because she believed, you know, as a Christian writer, you know, with relationships, they should be steady and slow and should be blossomed through friendship. And I think that's really great that how she decided to put that in her books because it kind of shows really what it should be and how it's great to start out as friends um, and really get to know that person first. And when you create a pr uh, friendship with that person, you know, you're able to really find out who they are as a person and really create a bond with them that isn't sexually in intimate. It's emotionally intimate and you guys get to find out things about each other that, you know, you may like or you may not like and that's okay. And it's great to hear that she has used that influence in her books to give us a better insight on what romance should be because we have such a skewed view of it with our music that we listen to, um, with the movies that we watch, and the TV shows that we have, and the magazines that we have. You know, there are just so many warped views on what intimacy and relationships should be. So it's really great to hear that we have somebody out there who is writing about something like this, you know, she's writing about Fran, her main character, who she finds romance, but it's not exactly so prominent, you know, she's letting us focus on something else. So it's really nice to, to see that, um, and she creates a great connection, so I'm really excited to read her book. But sadly, we have no more time. If you guys want to visit her website, definitely check out her book, definitely read it, because I'm excited to read it, so I really encourage you guys to check out her novels as well. 
Her website is www.heatherletto.com, and you guys are going to love her book from what I've seen on the review. But sadly, we have no time, so thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, and on our global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember... Be kind, be willing to ask and explore, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself go.